one pitfall that some people will fall into, and I don't want you to fall into this one, is, oh, that didn't work last week. I got to scrap that. Like, no, 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 no. That's totally okay. You don't need to rechange anything. Just say, okay, you know what? Last week I only did once. I'm going to recommit this week. Welcome to Tapping Creativity, the podcast for the creative community. Yes, it's a podcast for you. Whether you're looking for insight, inspiration, or community, you found yourself in the right place. My name is Matthew Temple. I am the host. And on this podcast, we go into questions, inspirations, challenges of the creative process. It's about connecting with other artists, hearing what other people are struggling with, their wins, their challenges. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe, follow, share. If you really like what you hear, give us a thumbs up or give us some kind of review. And with that, let's hop into this week's episode. Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of Tapping Creativity as we continue our little sub-series on the creative process that is based on what I call the nine P's for powerful and effective creating, uh, something that I've developed over my creative career, uh, a process that's worked for me, one that I have uh, used in order to help uh, mentees, employees, and collaborators, as well as clients over the years. The book that I wrote based on that is The Creative's Handbook. You could always grab a copy if you want on my website, but if you don't want, fear not, uh, over this mini series that we're doing here, I'm actually going over pretty much everything that is in the book. Um, I've also made some adjustments over the years since I wrote this and in working real life and uh, and continuing to hone my practice. So there's a lot of new stuff that I'm bringing into this series. So I'm thrilled that you're here. Uh, today we're going to go into the fourth P of the uh, nine P's of powerful and effective creating. And this one is preparation. Now, so far, none of these that we've really discussed here are the sexy ones. The why feels really good, figuring out my purpose, why am I doing that, that would have been in, that's the first P, if you missed it, certainly go back. Um, that's really fun, and kind of brainstorming around the project and getting really clear on the project, yeah, there's something to that, even though you might already have, have been or were very clear on it, um, there's certainly value to it. And then in last week's episode, the third P, we went into planning not the most exciting part of the creative process. Enormously, enormously important and equally, if not more valuable than it is important. Like it is just so vital in sort of laying out how are we going to take those steps? How are we gonna get there? And this week we kind of continue in that vein, which is the preparation, right? So in planning, you might be like, okay, where am I gonna go on vacation, for example, right? Uh, or when I go on a backpacking trip. So you do some of your planning. You know, I'm actually on my way to go uh, do a backpacking trip with some of my very close friends. So you know, we made our plans. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to meet. These are all the things that are going to happen this weekend. We're doing it. And then I have to prepare, right? I, have to, I had to like buy my plane ticket. I have to get some gear that I don't have that I need, different things like that. So that's, you know, that was, that's the preparation part. The first part of preparation is uh, going to be creating your schedule. And this can be really exciting. There are those kind of things where you think, oh, you know, I really just want to be writing. You know, why am I wasting my time making a schedule when I just want to write? Well, 
Because as we discussed before, having this framework basically says, you know what, I'm going to create something because if I'm feeling really inspired right now, and those times when you're in flow and you're inspired and, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night and you know that you got to be up at, at five in the morning tomorrow and you should really finish, but you've got so much passion and energy and you're in flow, you don't want to put it down. And those times are great and they feel wonderful, but they're not here all the time. They're not even here most of the time. And one of the best ways to get them here more time, or if you want it to be most of the time, is by actually building that framework within which to work. Because also, if you give yourself a schedule and you know you can kind of come back to it, it's both going to be like, it, it kind of retains some of that energy. So if it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm just super like excited, well, I might be able to do that for a week or two, but at a certain point... I'm going to get burnt out and I'm going to be exhausted. And then my project is going to languish. So I need to be able to find a way to basically say, you know what? I have such a great system that even though I'm still inspired at 10 o'clock at night, I'm putting my pen down and going to get, get ready for bed and do those other things that I need to do because I know that I have a system by which I can come back and tomorrow evening I can start writing again. And the reality is, is we actually have this type of thing for almost everything we do in our life. So you pay your bills, uh, you pay your rent on time. You have a schedule for making that happen. Your landlady or landlord expects the rent check on, on the first of the month. You've managed to always get that there. You know, for the most part, you know you brush your teeth before you go to bed. You don't need to write it on your calendar because it's just ingrained in you. But all these things that work for us in our lives, uh, we actually have done this work for. How do I, you know, how do I get to work if I have a day job or how do I get my kids to school? These are all things that we we set up and we plan for and it works in the rest of our lives. So we just have to bring that into the creative part of our lives and into our creative projects. Now, these things often will have some trial and error. Maybe you can find 15 minutes a day. And you know what? I find 15 minutes a day is really hard. Uh, I would rather work 45 minutes you know, every three days instead of 15 minutes a day. But that's just me. You're going to find out what works for you. I forget who it was that said, you know, just like write one word a day uh, if you can't do anything or write a sentence a day, Um, write a page a day, whatever it is, even if it's one word. I think that was the joke is that write one word a day because you know you're always going to write more than one word. And it doesn't matter if it's junk or if it's crap. It matters that you're doing it because you're always going to write crap anyways. So go ahead and write that crap down that way because you can't write anything good until you've written crap first unless you're jack london the rest of us have to go back and sort of recraft reiterate whatever that's just part of the creative process you're going to write a bad first draft you're going to write lots of bad words so go ahead and do that if it's 10 15 minutes a day you do that for you if you can work two hours a day you do that i generally suggest that you don't try and work more than five days a week on it because you also need rest. And we'll talk about that, you know, the pleasure and leisure, uh, which is one of the later P's. Take time to relax, take time to have fun. Those things are really important. Give yourself a weekend. You know, yeah, you love your project, but like you love a lot of things. Like you love ice cream, but if you eat ice cream seven days a week, it doesn't end well. So uh, give yourself that opportunity. Besides, if you do five days a week and you're saying, you know, one day you feel sick or one day something else comes up, you actually still have, you know what, I'm going to get up on Sunday morning a little bit and finish that thing I said I was going to do. Kind of helps you keep it in. Even four is really great, right? Give yourself a day off or like one day to be like, I just got to sleep in um, or whatever that happens to be. 
the easiest and best thing to do is probably just to print out a, you know, like a one month calendar sheet, or if you have a calendar, you can kind of like, but it's nice to have like a one for like a week. So if you print one out, and I can probably put one in, in the show notes as well, but just like a one week where Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever, what are you going to do? And go ahead and, you know, fill that in. So as an example, I, there was a period of time where I was working at a production company and, um, you know, I went in and I did my day job, which was wonderful because I got to do things like developing and writing movies. So that was a cool day job, but it was still a day job and didn't mean I didn't have my own passion projects. So my Monday through Saturday was like, I got up first thing in the morning, I did my morning ritual with my meditation and I did 30 minutes of writing. And that was it. And then I went out and did my day job and, you know, I did my evening meditations and I did whatever else in between, but those things I made sure of. And then, you know, the weekend was generally off. I mean, I did do my morning ritual pretty much every day, regardless, but I didn't have to do it in the morning on a Sunday if I didn't want to. But then Sunday, one thing I did do, and even though I didn't do some of my own creative work was basically that was my time for me to really review my last week, my successes, my failures, what I needed to, you know, rejigger as it were, because I needed to protect my writing time. So I couldn't be doing my goal setting or revising my goals or, or reviewing my work during my writing time. So I left myself this time on Sunday. So that was just what I did. So for some people, you know, a daily, you know, a daily goal of time works best. Sometimes it's a completion goal. I'm going to write 400 words, or I'm going to write for 10 minutes or, you know, whatever kind of like works for you, you know, because if I'm writing a project, obviously at the beginning, um, it might be, I might do a word count or a page count, particularly if it's, you know, if it's a screenplay, it's going to be a page count, but then I've written through it already. And now I need to go back and revise. So then I might give myself sort of time allotments or whatever. Um, that's a little more specific, uh, to that. Now, these weekly check-ins that I do on the weekend, I think that's just really important. And, you know, if you're married or if you have a significant other, some type of partner, it can actually be really fun to do with them. Or it can be an accountability partner. There might be somebody who you also know who is writing. And this can be, you know, maybe there's a, a writer's group you want, you know, to join, or you have a collaborator on a screenplay, or even just somebody who agrees to be a an accountability partner who will agree, you know, for the next two months, I'm going to text you every Sunday and ask you how you did, for example. But lately, Sarah and I haven't done this uh, too much just because things have shifted in our lives. But generally, it was like once a week, we get together and we review what worked, what didn't. You can do it on your own. It's really nice to do it with somebody. But if you are starting a new practice or you're kind of bringing a new awareness into your practice, one of the things that can be really nice is just to be like, I got to figure out if it's working. Now, one pitfall that some people will fall into, and I don't want you to fall into this one, is, oh, that didn't work last week. I got to scrap that. Or I said I was going to work, you know, five days a week last week, and I worked one. Ugh, like I've already failed, so I might as well like, you know, go, go, go get myself a jug of Ben and Jerry's and just eat that. Like, no, 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 no. That's totally okay. It's completely okay. Um, you don't need to rechange anything. Just say, okay, you know what? Last week I only did once. I'm going to recommit this week. And even if you think, God, you know what? I don't think I'm going to hit it this week. I'm going to change my whole schedule. Don't do that. So, you know what? This week I know I kind of can't do it. I'm going to just for this week, you know, because I know I've got a doctor's appointment and this or that, I can kind of go through and I can cross those out and then I can still reflect on that the following week. 
I generally say try not to come to any snap judgments within less than a four-week period. You know, you might find over four weeks, like, oh, you know what, I'm seeing a pattern here. I, I'm too tired to do my writing in the morning, or I'm too tired in the evening. Or, you know, I wanted to record a, you know, you know, go do a studio session every Sunday. But Sundays is a, is a tough one because fam, that's when friends and family have get-togethers or whatever. So maybe I'm going to do every Sunday. Maybe I'm going to do one Sunday and then I'm going to do a Tuesday evening or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So you can look at it, but generally it's just so easy after a week or two to be like, oh, this isn't working. No, 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 it's fine. Look at it, recommit after about 30 days. Be like, you know what? Five days a week ain't happening. Two days a week at the most. Great. Now you create that. And then at the end of 30 days, you can begin to see what can really become a part of your rhythm in your life. So that is, uh, that's pretty much it with the preparation. It's not sexy stuff. It's not the fun, exciting, you know, I'm getting in flow and I'm making my amazing project stuff, but it is enormously, enormously valuable. And um, just go ahead and do it, you know, you get it down on there and you just start showing up. You just show up for yourself. You've given yourself a schedule. You've got now you have your goals already. You have your milestones. You know what you're going to hit. And you know what, now that you've laid this out and you go back and you say, Oh, you know what, a couple weeks ago, I laid out my goals and my milestones, but I'm already off by two weeks, but I because I didn't have my schedule yet. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. Just go back right now really quickly and update everything by two weeks or three weeks or whatever you need to do. Um, remember, this is a enjoyable process. It's got to be fun. Um, it's going to be hard. It's going to challenge you. It is going to sh- like put right in your face certain parts of your weaknesses or patterns that you are not proud of or whatever. And, and great, great, you know, like we generally don't want to like confront those things or look at those things, but by doing it, we actually get the opportunity to grow and shift and eventually get that project that you've been wanting to work on or not wanting to work on that you wanted to do, you can get it done. But now it's not about getting it done. The goal at this moment right now, I'm going to say goal in, in air quotes, the purpose right now is not to complete it, but to do it. Because if you want to be a creative and you want to be a writer or you want to be a a musician, a filmmaker, anything, you can't be those things unless you're doing it. It's not having done it. You're not a writer because you wrote a book 20 years ago. You're not a filmmaker because you wrote a filmmaker, uh, wrote, made a film 20 years ago. You're a filmmaker because you're making a movie. You're a musician because you're making music. So it's about what you're doing, not about what you have done, nor about what you will do or what you will complete. It's about doing it five days a week, like a job. Have an amazing couple of weeks implementing your schedule and beginning to see how you're hitting those milestones. And uh, next week I will, or I guess we'll be in two weeks from now, um, but I will see you again and we'll really dive into process. This is where the fun really will begin. See you next time. Tapping Creativity is brought to you in part by We Strive, a nonprofit organization that works to lead the world towards stronger, healthier, and more sustainable community. We Strive is currently at an exciting juncture in that coming out of the pandemic, it is in a place of looking to see how can it now, as a established organization, be of greatest support to the creative communities as well as communities who are striving in any way they know how to engage in co-creating a better world. 
If you're interested in learning more, visit westrive.org.